On today's edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, we're joined by a fellow Locked On Podcast Network host, Caroline Fenton, to talk about Jaden Daniels heading down to Baton Rouge to play for the LSU Tigers. And then, unfortunately, ASU basketball did have their season come to an end on Thursday in Vegas, and we couldn't be more frustrated about it. But that's what we're here to talk about today. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, your number one podcast for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I'll be one of your guides today for everything Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise. Joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios. You can follow us on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and at CDrios. Follow the podcast on Twitter as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. And make sure that you are subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your pods, whether that's Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts on an audio platform, we're there and available free every single day we're also on youtube if you want to follow us there and hit the subscribe button hit the like button comment share all that good stuff this episode of the locked on sun levels is brought to you by ben online ben online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before ben online where the game starts so richie what's the odds on the game against arizona for asu uh i don't think they're coming out yet because i i think they i think they lost yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Short-term memory. Very upsetting. But we'll get to that later. In the meantime, we're going to bring on a friend of ours, Caroline Fenton, over from the Locked On LSU podcast. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love to, to visit some friends on the West Coast. Yeah, absolutely. We're thrilled to have you, and we're thrilled that Jaden Daniels, our longtime starting quarterback, is going to a team that is ready to compete. So, we got to ask you. Okay, I was going to say thrilled. Thrilled's very open-ended there. If you're leading with that, we're thrilled he's going to a good team. I really hope that you're not thrilled that he's leaving Arizona State because I don't know if I'm going to be welcoming him with open arms necessarily if you're thrilled that he's leaving. so No, it is not the biggest news here in Tempe, unfortunately. So We are very happy that he's going somewhere competitive and he's not going like D2 or D3 or – outside the power five he's going to the sec which begs the question caroline how do you feel about Jaden's initial fit into a brand new side of the country to play some football yeah well my first initial reaction when i heard the news i was like oh hell yeah like yes because i had been begging this new era of LSU football and this new, you know, Brian Kelly regime at LSU to bring in another quarterback. Because before Jaden Daniels came in, the quarterback room was Miles Brennan, who hasn't played a down of football since October of 2020. It was Garrett Nussmeyer, who's a redshirt freshman and has seen very little time on the field. And it is Walker Howard. So albeit, you know, a five-star recruit, he's coming in as a true freshman. So there was very little experience in that quarterback room. And we've seen the past two years, Miles Brennan went down with injury both in 2020 and 2021. So I said, it's not out of the question. It's not totally unrealistic that that could happen again this year. Then do you feel good about, you know, the 
your football team being in the hands of a redshirt freshman who's played limited snaps. So I kind of been begging at least for a little bit more depth and a little bit more experience at the quarterback position. And that's exactly what they got. And then some, you know, it's not just a quarterback that couldn't necessarily get a starting job elsewhere. It wasn't just a quarterback that has a year under his belt. It's Jaden Daniels who has three solid starting years underneath Mm -hmm. his belt and a really, really impressive freshman season. So I was really glad that LSU was kind of able to get a total package and that he has experience, he has starting experience, and he has a ton of skills that this offensive coaching staff can work off of. Because I especially was excited to hear that it was Jaden Daniels because of his skill set and because of his running ability, because Mike Denbrock is our new offensive coordinator coming in from Cincinnati. And we saw what he was able to do with Desmond Ritter, who has a very similar skill set to Jaden Daniels. He's a really strong arm. He's a really talented runner and has just a very high football IQ. So Desmond Ritter was able to get his team to the college football playoff. Mike Denbrock was able to kind of tailor him and kind of critique his skills a little bit and able to develop Desmond Ritter. Can he do something similar with Jaden Daniels? So I was really, really thrilled not just to get more experience and more depth in the quarterback room, but also a guy with a really good skill set as well. Well, not to throw my co-host under the bus here, but there was a In-N-Out Burger. There there he goes. There was an In-N-Out Burger bet made yesterday on the over-under win total for LSU. He set it at five and a half and took the under. So... It's I, not the LSU team. You I just, hope that you are getting some animal style fries and oh, a milkshake you of your choice. You because five, I, I am. I am. Five and a half is brutal. Five, it, it's five and a half. So LSU does not have a sub 500 season in a very long time. It, it's not been a consistent for LSU. They've brought in Jaden Daniels to challenge that record. I'm, I'm, there is upside with Jaden, right? You spoke about his freshman season, and that should be highlighted. What ASU has offered him since then has not necessarily been what we've had in the past the Nikhil Harry's, the Brendan Ayukes, even the Frank Darby's, right? And LSU should have better than what we've had in spades. Again, that bar is set super low. So, Richie has said multiple times in this podcast, and I definitely agree, Jaden Daniels gets the most out of the guys he's working with, not necessarily elevating the talent around him. That being said, the last two seasons have been extremely hard to watch from our perspective. Um, We don't think, and maybe like you may or may not disagree, we don't think that uh, Jaden Daniels has the the job on lock. Miles Brennan certainly is going to compete. But maybe Kelly brings Jaden Daniels in as to be his guy, quote unquote, right? Because he's inheriting a team of players, mostly not his, short of anyone he's recruited. Uh, but Jaden Daniels might be that one go-to guy from this offseason for him, which I don't think that necessarily gives him a leg up, but certainly a competition to be had. Okay, there is no set in stone quarterback. Jaden Daniels did not come in here and he's automatically the starter. I mean, Brian Kelly, Mike Denbrock, our offensive coordinator, they've both been very, very vocal about they will not develop an offensive scheme until they get their guys into spring practice and see what they can do because we're getting a ton of transfers into LSU. I mean, and we're getting a lot of players that left through the transfer portal. So we don't know what talent exists on this roster and this coaching staff that's all new certainly does not know about the talent that's on this roster. So their minds are not made up about anything and especially quarterback. And I think that's a good thing to create a little bit of competition in the quarterback room, kind of nip each other's heels and have this, this motivating factor and in, in a healthy competition. So they're absolutely 
is no job that's determined. And I really don't think that it's going to be a consistent thing week in and week out. You know, let's say Jaden Daniels is named the starter week one. If it's week five and the Tigers are 0-5, I mean, knock on all the wood, Miles Brandon's probably going to come in. So I think this is going to be an incredibly dynamic offense. Uh, but to your point, that Jaden Daniels doesn't necessarily elevate the players around him. I don't love it, but also what the talent that I know that we do have, and I, I'll look to Keishon Butte, Yes. and I'll look to Jack Besh, and I'll look to our running back room that has a lot of experience and has proved that they can do much more with much little. Less. Much less. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's a thing. If or not, now it's a thing. It's Yeah, sure, fine. But um, I think we've seen so many times, uh, year in and year out, and it's not just a recent C-bias thing. It's a repetitive thing throughout LSU football history is that we have all American stud running backs, stud wide receivers, a stud offensive line, some of the best corners and defensive backs in college football, but we just have God awful quarterbacks. So not as it just quarterbacks that don't elevate the team, it's quarterbacks that kind of bring the team down. It's quarterbacks that in these crunch time situations that aren't able to get those wins. And that's the biggest kind of smudge on LSU's resume. We can develop running backs, wide receivers, corners, whatever it may be, but LSU can't develop a quarterback. So you're saying Jaden Daniels can't elevate the team? That's fine. As long as he doesn't bring them down, LSU's got some pretty good talent on this team. I think that's definitely one of the one of the bright spots here with Jaden is he he is what you put the situation in front of him with. So when he had like I talked to you about this yesterday on uh, Locked On LSU. So yeah. for those of you guys that want to check out. Uh, locked on LSU. I did swing by over there as well, but check us out. Yeah, exactly. Get, give all the locked on network some love, but exactly. like, uh, like I had mentioned to you yesterday where Jaden seemed to excel the most was when he had that Brandon Ayuk kind of guy who was that first round caliber player for the wide receiver spot. And Jaden was phenomenal, but you lost that piece and it's not a coincidence that Jaden's play started to go down, but um, when you've got the the receiver, you got to forgive me. I can't remember his name. Keishon Butte. Keishon Butte. Yes. When you got Butte back there, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna make something happen because the college football, if they don't know who he is now, they're gonna know who he is next year because that dude knows how to make plays. LSU, he's a bad man. Yes, he is. And as you have mentioned, LSU has put in some pretty good wide receivers over the last few years. If if people haven't been paying attention and I like to call us, I self-proclaim us wide receiver. You so sorry. You cannot be wide receiver. You and DBU. You cannot have it all. We're not QBU. That's for certain, but we are wide receiver. You and DBU. We are backfield. You (laughs) You could potentially be QBU. If you get like Joe Burrow with the rest of your NIL money and come playing left-handed, because that might be a better option than Jaden or Brennan moving forward. Oh my goodness. You're not making me very excited. This is a Jaden Daniels hater. I probably should have warned you ahead of time. And it is funny. And <laughs> I was telling Richie yesterday, my, my boyfriend grew up in Phoenix and he grew up a huge Arizona state fan. He loves Jaden Daniels. And he has a best friend who grew up in Phoenix as well. Grew up an Arizona state fan and hates Jaden Daniels. So you two are just <laughs> adding to the pack of just the 50, 50 split on Jaden Daniels. We so that 50-50 split's probably about right. It's gonna be a week in, week out kind of thing. I feel very good with him against New Mexico. Not so great against Alabama, but that might not even be his fault. All I'm gonna say is we had two very different reactions when he got traded. Richie was, oh my god, this is so disheartening. I can't believe Jaden's leaving. I was like, 
See ya. See you later, guy. Uh, again, better than what we have. There are very high expectations for grad transfer quarterbacks at LSU since the last one. Um, it's pretty good. So and last one came from Ohio State. So, yeah. and that was actually that was going to lead into my next question. Here is what are the expectations with Jaden? Are are we saying like we're gonna we're gonna win the West? Are we saying we're oh, going no. for a bigger bowl game than going to the? I don't even know where the SEC goes. The the Pac-12 team goes to the Sun Bowl, which at this point they don't get to play in the Sun Bowl. Bowl. The poor Tigers, unbelievable. I know, I know. They, it truly is a travesty. What, um, what you know, do those standards are? It's really difficult because I would say the expectations for this team are much different than teams in the past because mm-hmm. everything is different. New coach, True. new OCs, new players, new quarterback. It's completely different. And albeit expectations still are high because at LSU, expectations are always high. I don't care that you have a first-year quarterback. I don't care that you have a first-year head coach. Expectations are going to be high. You guys are expecting to win the SEC West. Realistically, no. I am not expecting to win the SEC West. As long as our friends wearing crimson and white over there in Tuscaloosa are in the SEC West and a man named Nick Saban is their head coach, it's going to be incredibly difficult and having a first year head coach and having a, either a new quarterback or a quarterback who hasn't started in two years, it's going right. to be an incredibly difficult feat for that to happen. Mm-hmm. My expectation is beat the teams that you're supposed to be, not just the cupcakes on your schedule, but kind of the lower tier teams in the sec. You know, you got to beat the Ole Misses. You got to beat the Mississippi States and you got to beat the Arkansas. You know, Alabama is going to be an incredibly difficult test. Absolutely. I'm predicting, you know, I think that like the ceiling for this team is like nine wins. And I'm cool with that. If it's anything less than like a six or a seven, that's going to be a disappointing season. And not for me, not an in and out. uh, See, see, no, you are not getting your whatever your your in and out order is. You're not getting it because I truly do that this. This is a, a team that has the ability to win seven, eight, nine games. Win the West, probably not. Go to the college football playoff, probably not. But to be able to be competitive in the SEC is my goal, and I think also the expectation, if not this year, then in the very, very near future. I like it. So with that being said, I real quick, actually, before I get off to the next thing, yeah. I, I meant to ask you, LSU, Alabama, Baton Rouge or Tuscaloosa this year? Where is it this year? That's a wonderful question. Ooh, the next question is, does it matter? Oh, yes, it matters. LSU. Yes, it very much so matters, which is interesting because the last time that we beat Alabama in 2019, our national championship season, it was in Tuscaloosa. Yes, it was. It was a heck of a game. It is in Baton Rouge. It's in Baton Rouge. So y'all come on down. It's going to be a great time. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually seriously going to look into if I can save up the money to go down to Death Valley and Please see Jane Daniels against Bama. I'll give you all the recommendations because that game is oh my God, yes. absolutely electric. And I'll go yes. back to, I mean, my I graduated from LSU in 2019. So the 2018 season, uh, I was covering the team and I was on the field for the game. It was in Baton Rouge. And this was, I believe we were both undefeated in the SEC or maybe we had one loss and Alabama was undefeated. So this was, you know, college game day was at this game. This was a really like your classic SEC West head-to-head LSU Alabama game. And I was on the field and I just felt it all 
vibrating. Like Mo Bamba was playing. The whole crowd was just freaking out. It was electric. You could feel the environment just, you know, you felt it in the air. So it really does play a difference. Whether you're in Death Valley or at Tuscaloosa, definitely, definitely plays a factor. One of my favorite little, like, YouTube clips that I have ever found, and I just, whenever I'm bored, I'll pull it up, is it's like this, this, like the the sound that they play right before a night game in LSU, and it's just like this highlight reel of all these LSU plays, and then it just ends with, it is Saturday night in Death Valley, and I live, I live for that video. Oh, it's it gets me going. It is a pantheon yeah. of concrete and steel. It gives me chills. There you yeah, go. Like, yes, that's what it is. Yes, it's an amazing game day experience. Oh. And Richie, you mentioned it on on Locked on LSU yesterday that like this is going to be a completely different environment for Jaden Daniels. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. even when you're at home, if it's something that you're not used to, you might get a little bit rattled. You know, you might need to switch to a silent cadence. I don't know how familiar Jaden Daniels would be with that in that kind of SEC environment, but it's a challenge. Is he up to it? I don't think he'd come to LSU if he wasn't. That And that's something that um, we had brought up yesterday as well, is he he knows what he's getting himself into. He's going, he's going to the Southeastern Conference. There mm-hmm. are expectations 10 times higher than you will ever see in the Pac-12. So he knows what he's getting into, but he is a leader. He's got the athletic talent. It's just a matter of whether or not he can adjust to a completely – different way of football that is played down in the Southeastern conference. So we'll go ahead and let you go, Caroline. Thank you again so much for stopping by so much fun to talk to you. Yeah. Thank y'all. Anytime. Happy to hop on. Awesome. We'll talk at you later and don't worry. The moment LSU starts the year six and L we will hit you up, Connor. Please do double, double on me, please. <laughs> yes. Adrios. hundred percent. When you come out for uh for a tailgate, you come out to Tempe, we'll show you a good time and we'll get you some in and out. I'm looking forward to it. I need to make my trip back to the desert soon. Yes, you let us know and we'll hang out. Thanks, we'll Caroline. All right, appreciate y'all. Awesome. That was Caroline Fenton. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast and seeing all the amazing guests that we're able to get all the time. Even just the Locked On Network has so many fun people and we suggest that you go ahead and check out Locked on LSU. I was on yesterday to talk Jaden Daniels. So if you want to give us all some friendly love within the Locked on Podcast Network, please do that. But with that being said, we're going to hop into our first break here. When we return, we got to talk some unfortunate news with Arizona State basketball. But first, a quick word from some of our friends. Guys, we will not be betting on Arizona State for the rest of the Pac-12 tournament or the March Madness uh, tournament coming up. However, we will be betting on other games and specifically talking about our brackets as well. Now, if you haven't heard, Stat Heroes NCAA single game pick them pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting from their game winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take head uh, take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with the sets of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to choose your, your to get your sports action fixed. 
The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing within minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the code locked on for a 100% match. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Nope. Press. <laughs> if if I could just press the right button. First day on the job. I, I get it. We've all been there. It's understandable, my man. I, I love the intro. You really want to talk? You want to talk about basketball for the rest of the podcast? Is that what you're trying to get to me? No, that, that was kind of like my cry for help to not talk about the, the basketball for the rest of the podcast. But speaking of basketball make sure that you check out locked on bracket breakdown march 14th right here on the locked on podcast network feed and youtube channel college basketball experts chris gordy andy Patton, and betting expert lee sterling give you in-depth breakdown on every matchup connor let's just rip the band-aid off the season's over and how how typical arizona state fashion that was to start to build up these hopes for us and they win seven of their last eight games and they're they're building this momentum and maybe we could make a run and maybe we turn some heads and get some attention and we have a 15 point lead and they blow it they just threw it right out the window they said we don't want it right Right. Yeah, no, I definitely hear you on that. Um, I'm going to go with my loser mentality here. I, I just, for what it's worth, um, about two minutes left, three minutes left. Seriously, not a lot of time left, like two minutes, but they had yeah. that 15 point lead. Yep. They they went on a 16 to one run that one point coming from a, a Marion Jackson free throw. Unbelievable. The dude didn't even call bank. So first of all, like the win's ineligible. Now, I, the reason I say loser mentality is because uh, – uh, the, the reason I say that is because realistically, whoever won this game had the right to go on to lose by 20 to Arizona the next day. So is it the end of the world that it happened? I guess no. But to your point, like they built up all that momentum. They had us believing we could do it. Like, there is no bias coming from me. Like, of the dark horses to win the Pac-12 tournament, there's people out there that would have told you it was Arizona State. Not because they were one of the better teams all season long, but because of how they've been playing as of late. Dude, they hit, what was it, 15 threes today? 15 ties their season high. That ties the Pac, uh, the Pac-12 tournament record. Ever. That's crazy. They hit 15 threes, and they're the worst three-point shooting team in the Pac-12. They were saying it all broadcast long. If this team can shoot threes like they were, they're a dangerous basketball team. Yep. Again, going into Thursday, playing against Arizona, they would have had to have been doing that again, which really hasn't been done by this team all season long. So that would have been a big, tall task. Don't know if it could have happened, but now we'll never find out. It just We won't find out. If they, if they lost to Arizona at the end of the day, we would have come on the podcast saying, you know what? They won. What would that? That would have made it eight of their last nine, losing their only <clears> game to a ranked opponent. So that was what it was. But you lost to one of the best teams in the nation. It just it is what it is. So there, there would, have, would have been people out there saying because Gonzaga's already won their conference championship, there's nothing Arizona can do as far as gaining ground 
or seeding in the tournament. They're basically set where they are. So it doesn't matter if they beat Stanford. It doesn't matter if they win the, the Pac-12 championship. Nothing was going to really move the needle from where they were going to be. But either way, we would have really loved to, to at least see Arizona State going up against their rivals, potentially moving on to the semis. And now we just don't get that chance. Here's the frustrating thing, Connor, is they stayed hot. They put yeah. up 70 points. They tied a Pac-12 tournament record 15 threes made. And they shot 54% from behind mm-hmm. the arc. Off of like almost 30, 30 uh, uh, attempts, right? They went 15 of, 15 of 28. 28. Yep. 54%. And they were doing it effortlessly. DJ Horn had one of, if not the best game of his young career at Arizona State. Went 8 of 17. 5 of 12 from deep. 21 points, Connor. He's he's the guy you needed to shoot hot, and he was. Marion Jackson was shooting hot. Three of six for three points. And then another field goal to add on top of that. And it just wasn't enough because the defense got softer than butter that's been sitting in a stove. It just completely got Is that run the same? It is now. It is now. It is now. Is that from a movie? It, it is, is now. It, Connor, it's frustrating. It's heartbreaking. Just like the caption says right down there. It's heartbreaking. It's gut-wrenching. But more than anything, it's frustrating as all, all, all be. Like, it's just, ugh. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't know if you have anything else to say. I'm ready to talk about Bobby Hurley. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But as far as the rest of this game goes, um, it's just the ending. I, I don't understand how you get to that point. Like there was a there was like a four-minute scoring drought earlier in this game where they kind of let – because they were up – I want to say they were up like even maybe even 17 at one point in the second half. And uh, they started to let Stanford come back into this game. Then ASU kind of regained control a little bit. They started hitting a few more threes. Um but they just they they opened that door and Stanford 100% took advantage of it. At the end of the day, what would have been nice, and we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, is they don't have that star, so to speak, even though it has kind of been Marion that's been the go-to guy. But they had multiple players that could have made that one bucket, two of those shots. Right. Uh, now, they didn't have very many three throws. They went to three of seven from the line. Uh, again, essentially, I think Stanford had twice the amount of free throw attempts, but 7 to 14 is not this huge, huge discrepancy. So that is what it is. But that, like we can look back at many shots and decisions made in this game. And it's like, man, we only lost by one if we just made that shot there. Um, maybe even if we didn't take as many three-point attempts, which if you if you go uh, 15 to 28, there's not a coach out there that's going to tell you don't do that. Exactly. Right. So that, that just kind of is what it is. They were overall still efficient shooting from the field. I want to say it was like 42, 43%. Um, but they've had plenty of games as of late where it was over 50 from the field. Um, so they just, they got beat by still a quality Stanford team. Stanford had, I want to say they swept USC this year. They beat Oregon at home. Uh, they beat a, a solid Wyoming team. Like this isn't necessarily a bad Stanford team that they lost to, but I mean, at the end of the day, when you're up 15 points, give or take with a, a couple minutes remaining, that is 110% <laughs> on you. I don't know. I don't care if you're playing the best team in the nation at that point. If you're up that many points with such a little time, all you need to do is make your free throws. You need to just make a couple buckets and play some defense. And they did literally the exact opposite of that. 100%, dude. There were so many opportunities for us to put this game away. And you would have thought that being...
the Sun Devils saw that as a challenge, apparently, of like, we can blow this. Just watch this drive. That's what happened, is they were like, you want to see me do it again? I'll, I'll do it again, all right. And they did. They broke our hearts. This is why I have trust issues, okay? It's Arizona State's fault. It's no one else's fault. Arizona State's fault. Let's go ahead, head into our final break. When we return, it's time to have preliminary discussions about what the heck is going to happen to Bobby Hurley after this year. But first, a quick word from a couple more of our friends. March Madness is less than a week away, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to run your bracket this year. We're going to be running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both really fun in their own ways. They have options to edit scoring, and they even offer more intel to make your picks than places like ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that magic madness and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setup you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves, and there's no truer test than that. If you want a chance to play for a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. While you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for a chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us coming up on Sunday. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're back. Final segment of this Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Connor, we're starting a dialogue and we're going to be very brief about it because there's a lot of time to have this conversation. But immediate, like, reaction right now because the game literally ended a couple hours ago from the time that we're recording this how do we feel about bobby hurley Let, let's start nice and simple is he back for 2022-2023 he's already kind of come out and i want to say it was um i don't remember if it was maybe newsmakers week on uh, 98.7 or flagship station out here so i don't know if it was the athletic director or if he's come out uh, publicly and already said he's going to be back for next season. So I don't think Bobby Hurley is necessarily on the hot seat going into next year. So I think he is coming back for sure. But once we get into next year, he will definitely be on the hot seat because that would be his seventh or eighth season with us already at that point, which time flies at that point. It does. Um, but that being said, literally just a couple of days ago, we were talking about uh, Bobby Hurley and the praise we were giving him because this team could have given up on themselves. They started like three and nine in conference play or whatever it was. Early on the season, they battled. They battled and battled and battled, and they got all the way back to 500 in conference play. I don't feel like there's a lot of coaches that truly could have done that. I'm not saying that's because Bobby Hurley is one of the best coaches in the nation. I'm just saying for this team to be able to fight and claw their way back and play as well as they did towards the end of the year, Bobby Hurley and company deserved a lot of credit for it. So losing one game, even in the fashion that they did, should that really change our minds on it? 
Probably not. Like, he still gets his credit. But at the same time, it's like, for this to really mean anything, you kind of had to make that run. You did. It just, so, while it's one game, it shouldn't necessarily scar his reputation at ASU. It just, now kind of leaves us with a bad taste in our mouth for the rest of the offseason. We're going to have to watch the NCAA tournament without Arizona State. Understanding that they probably weren't going to make it there anyways, but it's just, we had this thought of like, well, what if they do go on that run? Maybe they do get to the tournament. Even if they get bounced a little early, like, uh, again, that's that's a far cry from what this team was early on in the season. So Bobby Hurley's probably going to be back for next year again because I think it was it's already come out that he will be. But you damn near better. Like, you got to understand he's going to be on the hot seat. He's got to have a great season, not just like a 20-win season. Yeah, we lost some games that we probably shouldn't have. We had a an upset win or two here and there. It's got to be a statement season, right? And they have to go win at least a game in the NCAA tournament for anything to truly change. 100%, man. So, yeah. Put the rumors to rest now. Bobby Hurley will be back next year, and there's a good chance he's back the following year, short of going like 0-30 in the whole year. But, Connor, it's just we had expectations this year, right? We were expecting to be in the tournament. We had this team with so much veteran savviness and playmaking ability. Look at the way Marion Jackson came on late in the season. That's that's the guy we thought we were getting for the whole year, but for one reason or another, it just didn't come to be. And lost in the shuffle of all this is Marcus Bagley was just gone the whole year because of injury. So he should be back you, soon, though. We'll see. There's there's a part of you that wonders, like, is this season different if Bagley is playing? But then there's another part of you that's like, other guys stepped up. So yep. DJ Horn had that opportunity because Bagley wasn't playing, and look how good Horn is. It, dude, I don't even know if Horn's coming back right now. I feel like he should, but who who knows, man? The NFL, NBA draft is such a weird, weird process that goes on. But neither here nor there. The point is, Hurley's back. He should be back. And honestly, like I've had this conversation with my dad, and I've brought this up on the podcast before. Fire Hurley. Do it. What are you going to do better? Who wants to come to Arizona State right now? Who are you going to get that's better? So, unfortunately, Sun Devils fans, if you are calling for Hurley to get fired, you 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 let me know. Yeah, you have to wait because you got to let me know what your plan is because Coach K is not going to come out of retirement to come to Arizona State University basketball. Not going to happen. And you're not pulling anyone from any any other places either. Arizona State, as much as I love that school, has never been a basketball school. We were hoping that Hurley could maybe help turn that corner and get them closer to being a quote-unquote basketball school. They're just not. I don't know if Hurley's the guy, but he's better than than what you don't know. The unknown is scary. Better the evil you know than the evil you don't. That's Bobby Hurley. Love him or hate him, he's here to stay. That's that's pretty much, as a, as a famous Richard Bradshaw would say, it is what it is, right? So. We're not mad, Bobby. We're just we're just disappointed. We're just disappointed. So there you go. That'll go ahead and wrap up this Thursday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Thank you, thank you again so much, uh, Caroline, for stopping by for the first whole half of the podcast to talk Jaden Daniels to LSU, extending the invite out to me and Connor to go down to Baton Rouge, hang out with her and the rest of the Tiger fans down there. Hold that Tiger. 
I forgot to mention that while she was here. So there it is. Caroline, if you're still listening, hold that tiger. We're definitely rooting for LSU this year. Bottom line, we're very happy, very fortunate that she was able to come by. We're very happy, very fortunate that we've been able to cover Arizona State Sun Devils basketball and football. Connor, we're officially in the offseason, and it's going to be a very long offseason with a lot of questions. But the good news is that we're going to be here to walk you through every single tiny little step of that offseason. We're here for the speculation. We're here for, for the overreactions and the news and the heartbreak and the emotions and the memes, anything and everything, Monday through Friday. Locked on Sun Devils, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. It's free and available on all platforms. We're on YouTube as well. Follow us on Twitter. Myself, at RichieBrads36, Connor, at Cedrios, and the podcast, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Guys, we thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Go ahead, make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life. Every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils, it is free and available on all platforms. And until next time, Sun Devil fans, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.